Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. I am going to interview two of my favorite people at one time. So, I have in front of me... (laughs) Crazy dynamic duo... It's like a married couple in the kingdom. (laughs) Because there is like a really special pairing. You guys are incredible apart, but you're really amazing together. So I have my friend Gail Novak, who you guys know from doing lots of buddy times with me. And first of all, Gail, thank you always for your time. I don't pay you a dime. I know. (laughs) Gail Novak is with us, and she's just amazing. She's a redhead, but she's fiery in the spirit. And I'm so grateful that you're here. And we are not in my cludio. We are not in the closet at all. We're in Michigan and we're here today at Kim Claver's extra additional amazing property, the farm. But Kim Claver, you are not just tall of stature, yeah. but you're a giant in the kingdom of God. Yeah. A giant. And I don't know if you know that. You may think that you're like a um, chihuahua <laughs> and you're a great Dane. It's amazing, and I think the things that God has assigned and gifted to you and laid a mantle on you don't crush you because you're such a giant, you don't know it. And you do know it in some ways, but I just want you to know it's amazing. So I honor you, and I'm so thankful that I get to be at your property and your place, but just get to know you. And so I don't I don't know how this will go, but I just honor both of you so much. And Gail, you do know you're the catalyst in so many areas, so I see you as um, a person who in some ways is a bomb that goes off and then people have to pick up but in other ways you're there for people too to help pick up so I just really you're a disruptor in the kingdom in many ways and I love that about how you've been that in my life but a catalyst for really good change okay so you guys both know that this is called the real deal Mm -hmm. and my dad was Richard Dean but he would be the RD and he'd say just be the real deal be authentically who you are in your mind, is there a person that popped into your head? And you may have more than one, that's okay. But who is the real deal in your life? They were the they were comfortable in their own skin. And how did it affect you? And whoever wants to go first. I'll go first, Gail. I, I had a crazy childhood, and um, our house was tumultuous and crazy. And our next-door neighbors had younger kids, and they included me at their home a lot. They mm-hmm. fed me a lot of meals. They had me sleep over a lot. I was in eighth grade, and their girls were in fifth and third. I never knew that. It just came to me. And so um, the woods. And he taught me how to play basketball. We shot hoops in his driveway Mm -hmm. like a daddy should Mm -hmm. when my dad wasn't there. And he he took me up to Calvin College and ran. he taught me how to run track and how to run, um, like, you know, to be able to run races. And cheered me on. And my parents, when they were in a really bad place, sent me to Interlochen, which is an international music camp in northern Michigan. And I spent the summer up there wearing blue knickers and the whole bit and played piano and did drama and sang. And um, he wrote me. He wrote me, like, consistently. And told him how much he missed me. And he just poured. He he changed my life and saved my life. And they, my mom was a believer, but they took me to church because she was not in a good place. So I went to church with them every every week, and it changed my life. It saved me. It saved me in eighth grade. So yeah, what a trajectory change! Wow. I, I mean, it could have gone a whole nother direction. Yeah, because it was when my dad left. Okay. Yep, and he just swooped in, and they didn't have to. Wow. 
So yeah, that just came back to me. I so, never yeah. knew that. That's oh, so yeah. great. Yeah. So, um, and was she the the mom just as much of a? Or oh was yeah. It just he was. No. In? Oh no. It was they were, um, they were the in family. on it. Yeah. They were in on it together. That's so good. Yeah. Who's the real deal to you, Kim? Um, that wasn't not a difficult question. There's two actually. Yeah. So it would be my dad. Mm. Um, well, not always emotionally yeah. there because he wasn't able, he just wasn't able to. Yep. But he was a hard driven, hardworking, crass, bold guy. He is the one that gives me, has fostered in me mission. Mm. Um, not in the, in the way you think like going out on the mission field, he being a white Dutch guy. Yeah. He had, uh, he owned a garbage business in Chicago. He was one of the Dutch mafia down there of garbage men but he always went to a dump and he became very good friends of these two young black guys who just picked trash in this dump and I have a picture on my phone of him sitting in the dump he found a table and three chairs an old coffee pot a couple couple cups and he brought beer to them and they sat around this table with the whole dump in this picture all around him Mm. And, and it was just who my dad was he was about the underdog all the time mm-hmm. and um so he just was honest he just didn't really care yeah. what other people thought yep well, i actually married a part of that mm. so dan claver is the real deal to me yeah he's just a man of integrity and honor i honor him because he's he has lived through my tumultuous times and has stayed the course and has been kind and honest has been loving has nurtured me has never walked away when I begged him to walk away. Mm. Why do you stay? I'm mm. just not worth having you stay. And and he would weep. And he's just that guy that cries on a dime and loves people. He loves Gail's family mm. so well. We were just all together yeah. this last oh, week. Well. And just loves the girls and, and doesn't know Chris as well. But um, he he's you know, really taught me how to listen and how to just chill out, Claver. you know, like, just take a pill, <laughs> it'll be okay, and so, yeah, Dan has just really been, no masking, and he's never really been that guy that cares what people think, yeah. he's his own man, and yeah. I just love that and respect that about him. Yeah, I mean, I sometimes think that it's not the people that are the real deal want to flip everybody off, it's not that kind right. of, but it's it's the... I don't care. Right. Not with, you know, not mm-hmm. crass, but I don't care because I can't mold myself all the time to everybody anyway. I would not be the best right. version of me. I just have to be me. And I think that's really freeing. Okay, so going back to the picture of your dad in the dump, finding a table, finding something, I think you kind of set the table for people anywhere you go. Hmm. You're like him that way. Is that's that, so I would good. say, that, that's, I literally that's see very you true. saying yeah. whatever's around. If it's in a dump, I will find something that makes people feel like they get... Well, the spaces that I've looked at today, you right. you, get, you want people to gather, you enjoy people to be together. Uh, that heart for connectedness is in you, Kim. It's like, I, barely, I don't know you that well, but that is so... That's a picture of you to me. Does well, that fit? I think that what my... I always say that about Gail. When I'm with Gail, I'm home. Mm. Um, mm. And I've said that ever since I've met her. Um, she is when you're with her, you're home. Yeah. And, um, y'all are gonna make me cry. No, it's really true, Gail. Yeah. Let those tears come. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, she's really taught me that, you know, and I, and I, my mom was very hospitable and my dad just loved being with people. But I think because of how I was brought up that way, 
um, I want to be that. I want, not me necessarily, but I want to be able to always offer a place that's um, just very enriching, mm -hmm. nurturing. Mm -hmm. Feels like when you walk in, I feel like our home does that. We, Dan and I never know. I mean, we know we committed our house to the Lord. We, we put the shovel in the ground and we said, this is yours and yeah. whoever you want to bring. We've had thousands of people at our home in yeah. 22 years. I mean, probably 20,000 people have been through because we just always have people. Um, and Stillwell Farm was kind of birthed out of that. Yes. In Ada. Um, we just want to have a place to, like, like, the, like, God says, I'm, I'm going to prepare a home for you. We want to be like that step to mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. where we have a home that we open the doors. It's like, it's yours. Just just please use it. Yeah. And um, and we just don't, I guess I just don't hang on to stuff. Well, maybe some 13 sets of dishes from my mother. <laughs> okay. well, we, all have, we have things we're sentimental about. <laughs> we're working on that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that. I just, yeah. I mean, the biggest joy for me, Rachel, is for when somebody walks in my door at home or walks into Stillwell Farm, they just... <sighs> no, it is, it's, it's magic. Just can breathe. It's really, it, it is that feeling of being home. It's the feeling of being comfortable here. And yeah, I'm seated in... This amazing farmhouse property, chickens out on the... It, it's just beautiful, and Thank it you. really does make people feel that way. I think that's partly dedicating a space, you know what mm -hmm. I mean, that God uses it and meets people. But it's also you giving of yourself and, and your eye and your decorating, and, and also kind of, you can either tell whether somebody means, like, come in, you're welcome, or they're, like, kind of cleaning up after you, or you did something wrong, like, oh, by totally. however that feels, you know. So it's well, beautiful. Thank you. Farms from 1857, and you're welcome. Uh, we just happened upon it. Lord found it for us. Yeah. And it was a dream that Dan and I had truly for 40 years. And on our 40th wedding anniversary year, <laughs> the Lord brought all those years of praying to fruition with the farm in Ada. And we um, we don't want it to be that, that it's per perfect and pristine. You know, yeah. it's, like, it's don't great. Sit there. Mm -hmm. But we also don't take ourselves that seriously. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. You know, we just, uh, it's like, okay, whatever. But when you say that, too, it's like everything that we've done here is all God. I mean, it's just, well, what do you want? So we prayed about every piece of furniture. Yeah. We prayed about what the floor was going to look like. We prayed, like, what beams do you want us to have? And um, we truly did. And we're doing that at the farmhouse mm -hmm. as well now mm -hmm. that we're gutting it. And um, it is not ours. It's totally his. So, like, when people say, well, how do you use the space? Um, we truly... We don't have a plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. But who comes here? You know, well, so we, we have a heart for parents, yep. people who, and, and singles who foster or adopt. Yeah. And our own kids who live in Nashville area are trying to get their little guy home from China. And he's kind of locked in a closed country right now. Okay. We've been waiting almost three years for him. The adoption process? The adoption, wow. yeah. Okay. Close, they were ready to almost pull the trigger on getting all their paperwork ready and to fly off to China and COVID him. Mm -hmm. So no one's getting their children from China right now. So we keep praying for this little honey. And mm -hmm. in the meantime, we see how painful that is and how, you know, it's just, it tears your heart out. Yeah. We've also uh, friended a younger woman for over the years who was single and felt called to foster. And she fostered and now she's adopted. And we walked through that process with her. So we've seen on a lot of different levels with a lot of different people what that's like as best as we can, having not yeah. actually physically walked through it. But we also have such a burden for couples. Mm -hmm. We want marriages mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. thrive. Mm -hmm. We want them to be so grounded together. 
and individuals. We work with a lot of pastors, so we collaborate with a with a ministry called Christ's Life. It's based here, uh, Greg Dempster, in Grand Rapids, okay. and then work with Youth for Christ. Yeah. And Youth for Christ kids will come. They they often come here and done like their beginning of the year kind of kick off kick whatever off thing, in this and property. You and come and you see hammocks in the trees, yep. and they walk around, and they've got chairs everywhere, yep. and they're doing quiet. Yep. And, um, Winning at Home just recently did something here. They had a retreat here, and they're in Zealand, and they come, and there's women all over the place, and some guys come and stay. So we want people who are in a place of needing deep respite and reconnection yes. connection with the Lord. We want Jesus to greet them. I know he sits on the swing at the farmhouse, yeah. and I'm pretty sure he sits in a leather chair over yeah. here. So when they walk in, he just looks at them and yeah. says, I've been waiting for yeah, this. I've been waiting. And so what we did under the floor, and I think I told you before we, uh, before we put the wood down, we had people come in and they wrote scripture and promises and praises yes. and blessings under every inch of this floor. So when people do walk in, and my husband and I just experienced it for the first time. We've you not stayed, stayed here. here. <laughs> yeah, I had to stay here. I saw it. And it bubbles up mm-hmm. from the ground. Mm-hmm. His word bubbles up from the ground in his presence and you come and we can't explain it it is not us other than we know it's holy spirit is here yeah. there is a breath that happens when you drive up the hill yes. and you land and you just look out and you go i cannot believe this and mm-hmm. we can't believe it either yeah so it's new and fresh to us every single day as well yeah just like every morning is fresh right and so in the garden, you know, in, or, you know, in the sugar shack, at the chicken coop, I mean, I spend a ton of time with those girls. Yeah. And I, he gave me a word this year, wonder. My word oh, for the yeah. year is wonder. Oh, good. And I was like, wonder, like my kids will laugh, you know, I wonder, mom, you know, I wonder what. Well, it's not that. It's like, I don't want to ever lose my awe mm-hmm. and wonder. And so when I especially have been watching the girls, the chickens this year and watching them start from placing eggs under a broody hen and watching eggs hatch in front of my eyes and seeing this little thing already with little feathers pecking and you hearing the yeah. you know out of coming out of an egg and I know you go oh only God could do this and like you it just makes me weep yeah. it just makes me weep and I and I'm ridiculous with them and I worry about them but it's all about that mother hen yeah. and yeah. I get broody too yeah. so but <laughs> I, I, you know, know I'm not sure if it's Isaiah or whatever but God says, I just wish that like the mother hen, I could right. reach and make you come right under my wing. That's what exactly. I want. But Israel, you don't always want to be there. You want to go out. But that's his nature. So that's maybe one of the reasons why you're so drawn to it, too. Is I do. That, I love that. And yeah. I do feel him doing that. I mean, he does. People have said they feel so protected when they're mm-hmm. here. And again, I mean, Dan and I have committed to praying for every person that steps onto the property. Yeah. Whether they're like the working crew right now that yeah. are here, but people who stay here in particular, we pray throughout the days yeah. that they're here. And we know lots of people are praying for them, but we're so committed to this life change and for them to have a deep connection with Jesus yeah. and really see him and be so close to him that as they're walking, they, they're just like, He's, he's, his sandals are like spraying dust on them. Yes, They're that, okay. that close, you know. You know, I just got this picture. Um, when you were saying that maybe marriages, people could come and maybe they're having a difficult time in their marriage. Charity Gale singing 
I speak Jesus. Oh. You know, and then it, and then there was another gal that covered it. But the point is, she's speaking and she's praying over this home. And you watch the divorce papers being handed out. You watch mm-hmm. the little boy be sad. And, but then they play it in reverse. They actually mm-hmm. show the video backward. And literally, God does some of that. And some of that could happen here. Like it was going mm-hmm. one way and it reverses or it goes back to a, a place of healing. And, and maybe not in like a snap of a finger, but it could be. God could do that. Or could God could just right. use that uh, moment of surrender or that moment of softness or that moment where it takes a turn that you weren't expecting because the God thing. And couples right. could leave restored. They could leave with hope. They could leave right. speaking when they weren't. Whatever it is, there's a change. And I dated a wrestler in high, in high school. And I remember being like watching and you think one person's going to get pinned and that's called a reversal, right? When they will, so I don't get it. They flip. get under that arm yep. and then, yep. and then the ref will go boom. And the other mm-hmm. one's pinned. And it's like all this, it's really exciting Split because it just flip. goes, boom. how did that happen? Right. <laughs> and God does that. He's really good at grand reversals. Yeah. And I think he's using you in the kingdom to just be having hospitality and having an open hand and you come and what a, what a gift to get to watch some of the things that happen. And you won't always know. You well, won't always know what's happening. Good that I don't know who you're yeah. saying that I am because I I don't need to know that. Right. I just feel like we just walk and, and just do make the next step. You know, do what he says to do and do what he asks of us and out of obedience. But we have had a couple like that. We've had somebody come from North Carolina that they were just, I mean, it was not going to happen. Yeah. But with really great coaching and counseling and a lot of tears and a lot of effort, it we have a note in our in our guest book that is mind blowing. Mm. And I think it I think there's so much is what God wants. You know, we just have to see but God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um, we are seeing things like that happen yeah. here. And sometimes it is sometimes it is in a weekend, sometimes it's several. We have somebody that comes kind of regularly. Mm-hmm. He just he's a pastor from Indiana and he needs to be here. So we see people from all over the country and outside of the nation and they come from all different walks of life. And you can find us on Instagram at Stillwell Farm. Stillwell. Yeah. S T I L L E W E L L E. Stillwell. There's no E in Stillwell. S T I L L W E L L E. Got it. And it's on Instagram. Okay. And you can look it up and just see pictures and you know, if people are interested in are in that and you know, fostering or adopting or have a marriage that they just feel like we need to reconnect, period. Um, you know, pastors who need help. You know, we can connect people with great counseling and plus we can Really great scones when they come. <laughs> scones. Yeah, that's <laughs> really right. great scones. I mean, God's in the yeah. details, right? I mean, he Every really detail. is. All of them. Coffee all and them. scones matter. Yeah, they yeah. do. And places to sit and perch everywhere. Yeah, there's so many beautiful spaces and places, and they literally are, no matter what vantage point. So I think God uses beauty. I think God's in the pine cone. I think God is in the shrubs. I mean, mm-hmm. not like in a pantheistic way, but in right. just meeting you and being able to see his hand in things is crazy. That's I want to take a different tact for a second. How did you two meet? <laughs> oh, no. So, so, I don't know this. Yeah, I was, I was actually going to, I'm glad you cued that. I, I was going to bring that up because I, you know me, I love to connect people. Oh, gosh, and you so, are the Tinker Toy uh, orange yeah, she, piece. That she calls me the pieces. Tinker Toy piece. Yeah, so, she connects those little pieces. Um, my daughter, my oldest, wanted to go to Taylor University, and mm. someone said, well, do you know Kim Claver because her kids go to Taylor or went to Taylor? And I'm like, no, where do I find this woman? 
And um, I don't even know how I knew what you looked like. I think they said tall Dutch girl, but you're in Grand Rapids. Everybody's That's a everybody. tall Dutch girl. Everyone's tall Dutch and blonde in Grand Rapids. And I have red hair, so I stand out. So we walk into this very fun little special restaurant that Kim went to because her dear friend owned it. Marika Treves in, um, is it East Town? In East Town. East Town. Yeah. And, um, and she might have even said Claver on the, you know, my name is Table for Two or whatever. And I walked right up to her and I said, are you Kim Claver? And she was like, yes, I am. Right? Is that how it went? Yeah. And I said, I need to know you and I need to talk to you. And like, basically, you need to be my friend. <laughs> and so I said, hey, can I take you to coffee? So we met for coffee and we for four hours. For four hours. <laughs> Not about Taylor. And finally at the end, <laughs> she's like, 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 we forgot what we, we were really going to talk about. Wait, we should maybe talk about Taylor for the 10 more minutes yeah. of the four hours. <laughs> and I was like, you're stuck with me. You're my friend oh. now. So when was that? 2007? Wow. Maybe. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a bit. Yeah. 2007, I think. Six, seven. Yeah, it's been, yeah. It's been fun. Uh, before I moved to Dallas, mm-hmm. we, we went deep, fast, all that hard, and um, have been friends ever since. And then I introduced you two. Yeah. yeah. So and good. connected fun. y'all. So good. I don't yeah. know, eight or nine What do you remember about that day, Kim? When we met or mm-hmm. about the day with her? Yeah. Well, I, it, I... Who's the crazy red-haired lady no, in No, it was long, and it was really beautiful, <laughs> long hair. Um, I could not wait. When she came up to me... Um, part of it is I, I do have a son and a daughter who look a lot like me, so you know we'll get I'll get that question. Do you know okay. you know so and so or whatever? So to have that was not an unusual thing, but um, I was I was so thrilled. And I thought well, that's so fun because we love Taylor University, mm. and all three of our kids went there. Oh, and so I was always so happy to talk about it. So to have met you and sat there, and I remember how fast that four hours went, Rachel. I wow. mean, it was like Gone. we just started. Yeah. How could that be? And it was so unfair. Mm. It was It was over. Okay. <laughs> it was over. How did this time evaporate? Like Our not, coffee was cold was by the never end. enough. And then it was truly, oh, we better talk, uh, you know, better yeah. talk about Taylor. Yeah. Not that Taylor's not important, but no. the friendship right, right, right. was really the friendship important. Was really important. <laughs> And yeah. we knew we were bonded mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. We knew. And, and the one thing I think that is so fun for me is I had never really met anyone here um, where you can laugh and giggle mm-hmm. and connect quickly, but then dive down deep. Oh, gosh. Right? Uh-huh. That's good. Uh-huh. That's good. Poosh, under the water. And you go deep so quickly, and you come slashing back up for air, and you laugh and laugh, and then, okay, let's go back under the water again. Let's yeah. go because you want more. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. just want so more, yeah. more meat and more depth, and that's. Oh. And I learned that from her, and I I learned to look for people like that. Yeah, no, and Gail is willing that. to be a scuba diver. She totally. will go deep right away, and. Really, I've really enjoyed doing buddy time with you for Me the podcast too. because it's a different type of episode. I love mm-hmm. all the other interviews, but it will have those shallow moments, mm-hmm. which I don't. I that sounds less than, and they aren't. Right, They're right. just funny or whatever, right. and it'll have the deep. And I can see like a pool, and instead of the normal swimming pool, or even if you're at a resort, well, they have like 
the little waiting area, and then it's a little bit more gradual, and then it'll you know slope down, and the <laughs> pool is big. Gail's pool is like you just think you're shallow, and you think you're like just oh ankle deep, and all of a sudden you're, yeah. <laughs> you are diving like you said. It's like you start really, treading water, girls. It's not bad, but I know. I remember one of my friends going, "Oh my gosh, I'm just not sure if I'm ready for that." Well, the truth is, some hearts aren't. Mm-hmm. And that's You're okay. Right. Some hearts aren't, and that's okay. They'll yep. get there. Right. Yep. It's not a like, oh, I'm better than. I'm just saying mm-hmm. it's a training process of being right. able to go down deep and not have the pressure kill you, right? Because <laughs> the pressure <laughs> is part of it, right? We're going to find something out about each other. Somebody may ask you a question that you're uncomfortable with or whatever. Like get vulnerable. Get vulnerable. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what my pool looked like for Gail? <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. And you should be. Um, we never talked about this before. I saw, you saw a beautiful pool that was, I saw kind of a swamp. Oh, hey, thanks. No, no seriously. No, it was beautiful. A lot of algae. It was like Navy SEALs. Yes. Oh. It was like we went down yeah. together. Like you go down, right, yeah. Rachel? And you go down like a Navy SEAL. That's how, because you, you're not afraid to go into the muck and the mire. That like, is true. Yeah. That is and true. that's what I saw. I yeah. see the pristine yeah. part of it, but then all of a sudden there's the, the dark side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the good dark side where you, you all of a sudden put on your night vision goggles yeah. oh, yeah. because yes, yes. the water's so dark. But yeah. life is like that at times, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And then we have to be willing to, uh, uh, I think, too, like the shell's not really shallow. Right. It's it's just, you need that yep. breather. Yeah. But then point. to go into the darker side of things, the darker water, it, it's not easy. You know, they get tangled up in kind of the mung. Like my pond out here, because yeah. it's not spring-fed. It's yeah. just sitting there. And it's disgusting. It's interesting that you would say that, though, Kim, because Gail described you to me as a Navy SEAL. So that's yeah, 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 yeah. She did, she did, she did years ago, and I think you guys are in special forces together with Mm -hmm. that. You you know what I mean? Like when you hook up or when you link arms or lock shields or whatever Christian phrases we could use. I think you're amazing separately, but together you guys are some special forces, really. But we used to do, didn't we do pick a victim together? Let's pick a victim. Oh, I is love just that. your phrase, or is it like a program? Pick a victim. So you could be driving down the road, <laughs> waving at people, or you just you just walk in a store and we pick a victim. We pick somebody. Yeah. you know, like it's sonar on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kim Kim finds people in the produce department, and then mm. they end up in her. Well, we did. Or... We did a so the beginning of COVID. Of course, we have Whitmer, and I won't get political, but everybody yeah. knows about Gretchen Whitmer. So, I mean, <laughs> if you don't look her up. So, anyway, we're pretty locked down. We are. We were so locked down in the state of Michigan, okay. and uh, little Ada is little Ada, but no one wanted to get together because they were so afraid we were going to get busted. And I'm just walk, walking around, you know, like nothing no mask no, nothing and as if like so i would uh, to honestly say to people why you're wearing that what's going on <laughs> start a conversation like what am i missing but i did that kind of with the prayer too i thought i was supposed to have a book study mm. and that's how this started so that was before covid and um somebody said what's the book you're gonna study I said the bible that's what we're gonna read it wasn't a study it was like book club yeah what was book said the bible and they yeah. went no one will come Oh, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I'll do it by myself, but it's going to happen. And one person came, and her life was radically changed because of what God did that day. 
And then the next day we were on lo- or next week we were on lockdown. So I called a friend and I said, "Hey, we're not going down with this. Yeah. We're going to still have prayer. We're going to at least do prayer." So seven women came, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget when they drove up the driveway and they all got out of their car and they stood apart. And I go, "What on earth are you doing?" And then they said, "Can we hug?" They were afraid. Whitmer was standing right out at the end of yeah. the driveway yeah. watching. And I said, "No, this is this is what." Navy SEALs do. <laughs> yeah. We're not afraid. Yeah. And we're not going to bend. Yeah. Because, uh, because this is so important that we meet together yeah. during this time. So for 21 months, we met. And we had over 60 women come through. Wow. And I only knew a quarter of them. I had never met any of the They'd others. They'd bring a friend. Yeah, yeah they'd, they'd bring, bring a different friend. friend. Yeah. And truly, there was one that Dan and I were at the grocery store. And the woman, and we were just standing there. And, and um, she made a comment about something we were doing and she said oh, I wish I could do that and I said you can do that you can also come to my prayer group <laughs> and she did yeah and she brought friends yeah. tons of friends and the Lord moved and we saw breast cancer healed mm-hmm. we saw mm-hmm. literal legs grow mm-hmm. yep I felt tumors shrink yep marriages I mean we were praying yep. heavy yep. Dr- heavy important you know of course our prayers are important but these were heavy duty prayers and um out of that group, babies again. came. Wombs were babies open. came. Mm-hmm. We have women who are barren, and mm-hmm. two of them mm-hmm. are now having twins. Yes, Double and they're portion. due, I think, two weeks apart from wow. each other. Wow, it's it's just incredible. So it's like I always said, well, okay, we I ended it. I walked away because the Lord called me out, and I said to all of them, now He's calling me out. He's not calling you out. I'd love for you right. to continue. But uh, that didn't happen. But I'm hearing such cool stories mm. because even down the road now, um, these babies are coming yep. and these marriages yep. are being healed and more cancer is being healed. It's like, oh, that's the fruit of being together. It's what we yes. prayed for. Yes. It's because we were obedient and we stuck it out. Yep. And we, we didn't let anyone, no government agency is going to tell us yep. no. Yep. And I'm The government a, should be on his shoulders. Amen. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Amen. There's a yes. whole there's a whole government that's yes, and God is in government. Yeah, I, I just don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But the government's on His shoulders, right. and he, yeah, that's so cool. So if you think about prayer and ways that God has answered prayer, either the two of you doing things together or praying together, or I'm going to say when we really know our identity, we step fully into being sons of God. Um, we have a lot more authority. Like we really mm. wouldn't even ask for some of the things we're asking for because we know we can cause them like I'm not do you know what I'm saying like we have authority in areas that some people will keep on their list forever instead of just commanding it to leave or calling it forth you know as he is so are you now on this earth you know Mm -hmm. we're greater things will you do like I'm so challenged by the fact that we're a lot bigger than we know and he's the he's the firstborn among many brothers Mm -hmm. that's us we're the kings he's kings of He's the king of kings. Like, he, he has preeminence. I'm not saying. But literally, you guys are amazing in the kingdom. Is there something that's one of your heart's cries or what you pray for or something that you saw answered? Or I don't know what. I just think prayer is it's um, cooperating with God, but it's also creating with God. Like, give me a vision for what you want, God, and, and let's go for it. Or what do I get to call forth? What do I get to... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Some of this that's happening right here is even part of that. Do you have anything that you can think of? Uh, let me think. The two of you have prayed for my family. Yes. The two of you have prayed for my daughter. The two, yes. like, And I wasn't fishing for that, but what I'm saying is 
We are today living in answered prayers that you already saw when you were calling them. You know what I mean? And, And I think it's okay to say there's times in the process where you don't know if it's really going to happen the way that you even declared or had authority with, right? Mm-hmm. Because Peter's let out of jail in the Bible, and he goes knocking on the door, and Rhoda opens and then closes. Like, Then they're like, it can't be. It's probably his angel, which, number one, challenges me because they already knew each person had an angel, and they thought that he had met his angel rather than Peter. But do you know what I mean? That instead of going like, so does this angel look like him? Yeah, you know, right? Has an angel like, in his right hair? You know what I mean? It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you do. But they're praying about it, but they're not thinking that it's going to be happening and that he's right there. Like, I don't want to be that way. I mean, it's very easy to get discouraged or think it's not going to go a certain way, but we have a lot of power in prayer. Do you think that has to do with a faith, too? Like having a a big faith gift? Or do you think someone who really doesn't even have a, like what we would call a big faith gift, can still call it out? And just say, with, with the faith of a mustard seed, mm-hmm. I'm counting mm-hmm. on you to, you know, to open that womb. Or I'm counting on you to... Oh, yeah. I think that's why God will use little kids' prayers. And I love that. You, you know what I mean? They pray for their grandpa or they pray for somebody's healing or whatever. And God's like, mm, so yeah. Good. You, you just knew what you wanted and you knew the God that you were going to about it. You know what I mean? But anyway, I don't... I don't, I don't know. The thing that comes to my mind is sometimes prayers are answered in the instant. Mm-hmm. Right then. On the spot. And some take it eight years mm-hmm. with a lot of toil and a lot of tears. Mm-hmm. And some take 40 and you get the prayer answered for the property you were dreaming about. Yeah. So I guess don't grow, grow weary right. in, in doing good. And don't, and don't stop praying and don't start, stop seeking for that. Um, I don't know if I have a specific example, but I think we can get weary. I think we can get weary in the prayer, and then it's like I think we need each other to, okay, pray with me, because I, I, yeah. I need a little shot in the arm yeah. of, of rejuvenation or some more hope. And I think sometimes we need, well, a lot of times I need that from my friends. Yeah. When we get a little mm-hmm. weary or a little hopeless or a little sad or a little tired of mm-hmm. praying for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think, too, people can be, you know, I think I'm talking for myself as well. You, can get, you do get weary, and if you don't see it answered... That doesn't mean that it's not. Right. You know, I look at it for my parents. My mom laid a mantle on me to pray for people, particular people, on her deathbed. She never got to see that. Good day, Ram. She never got to see that. I'm seeing it. Yes. And I think that with people, I just lost a very dear friend of mine mm-hmm. um, to ovarian cancer. It was heart, still heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. You know, she was my rock here in Grand Rapids, and now she's gone. And she was a big part of this ministry here at mm-hmm. Stillwell Farm. Um, we prayed and prayed and prayed like crazy people over her. But we did feel tumors, you know, stop growing. We felt them literally yeah. shrink yeah. under our hands and everything, and we were so hopeful. And the Lord had a different plan for her. But we learned through it. And I feel like even prayers were answered even though she's transitioned to heaven. Mm-hmm. I've transitioned to a different place. Yep. I've been changed because I knew that. I knew her. And I, and I watched him work through her. And she just impacted this, this kingdom like nobody's business. And so I, I do think those are also prayers answered. Yes. We might not consider it yes. because we like, no, I have her healed. Well, yeah, she is healed. Mm-hmm. But then you're right. I mean, then there are some that like to, you know, in my prayer group, we, I, I remember laying hands on this gal and I, and, and her daughter was here. I said, wait, you got to put your hand here. Is it okay? And she just laid her hand right next to, yep. you know, where this lymph node is. 
And we felt it go away, and she was cancer-free. Went yep. to the doctor, and they were blown away. That doesn't happen every day. But does it mean that God's not doing something? Yeah, I had a friend once challenge me. She said, well, I don't, I don't want to know about that because that doesn't ha- happen all the time. Or I don't think we should say whatever because that might not be someone's story. I said, I get that. Mm-hmm. But it's what's possible. Like, are what you going to actually is? take that away? It's the testimony that is going to bring the spirit of prophecy in someone. It's going to actually bring the faith to collide with something. Why would we take that away? Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. I think I've been more challenged by, like, Psalm 103. He forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases and make the circumstance bow to this instead of this is going to be under the table because this is all I ever see in the circumstance. No, no, no. This one is true and this stuff needs to change its way so that we would say maybe it doesn't happen as often, but then there will be a time where maybe it's infrequent that the healing doesn't happen or that the people, until this is what is always occurring mm-hmm. instead of the reverse. Just almost tipping of scales. You know, mm-hmm. you keep, and I would say that with Stillwell Farm, when we bought this property, it was like we made an offer, the Lord had it happen. You know, I mean, the, the owner heard what we were going to do with it, great. And I remember sitting at night with Dan going, oh my gosh, what have we done? Mm-hmm. We can't possibly afford this. What have we done? And the Lord totally, we just, we knew we were supposed to. Yep. Yep. And, and Dan's like, well, he'll make a way. And he's been super faithful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, and it is, and it's up and running. And, um, but now we're doing it with the farmhouse and gutting that. And now we find ourselves again in that place of being, we are praying fervent, heavy duty. Lord, you've got to make this, you've got to make yep. this work because yep. this is at the peak of the economy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Prices are stupid off the wall. Furniture, people can't even... The st- timing is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we ordered a lamp in February. It's still not yeah, here. Yeah. In, in August. In August. Yeah. And then we have beds that were ordered in July, and they're not going to be there till April. Yeah. So people can still come. Just bring your at the farmhouse. But again, it's... I, I mean, we're both in this place. I know I stand in my shower and it's my quiet place with him. Yeah. And that's where I hear him yeah. so clearly. And it's, God, this is a heavy burden you're asking us to carry financially. What? I'm just being really vulnerable. Right. You know, I, it's not like it's growing on trees. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are we going to do? He goes, I'm doing it. Just keep going. And Dan heard the exact same thing. And so it's like when you know that, and, he, and, and, we, and we bounce it like we all do. We pray together. We ask each other to help yeah. lift each other up. But, you know, you're bouncing it off each other, you, you know, and talking through it and praying together yep. on it. And you're hearing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. I've got this. I'm doing it. Yeah. I mean, how are we doing? No, I'm doing it. Okay, that's right. It's like the voice in, uh, in scripture, I think it's a probably Old Testament, it says you will hear a voice behind you saying, mm-hmm. this is the way, walk in it. Not out in front of you going, oh, I'm three steps ahead. The voice is behind you. Yeah, go to the left. Okay, no, two, right. three steps to the right. And so you keep going forward, right? right. But he's behind you yeah. saying it. So you just keep stepping out and right. then doing the next thing and the next thing. Do you know the other things, I mean, a million things, that, and I've told you this that many times probably, uh, that you've taught me, is asking permission. Mm. Gail has asked, 
several times when I first met her, and she's coached me because she's an amazing spiritual guide and that's life right. coach. That's right. Amazing. And I've learned so much. I am who I am because of Gail. Yeah. And because of the work she's yeah. done. Jeez, they're sitting here talking about no, me. No, it's like good. I'm not like you're here. not here. You <laughs> are here. Because you're really not here. No. <laughs> Gail, because you, you did you ask permission? Did you ask the Lord for permission for that? I'm like, I'm going to Starbucks. Yeah, but did you ask the Lord if you could go to Starbucks? No. Why would I do that? Try it. And I did. And I'd have a divine appointment there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or in the bananas, the organic right. bananas. Right. Go yeah. for bananas. And did you ask the Lord if you can go to Four Sales Foods? Well, that is like every detail now. It has just become this pattern, one of the many, many things you've taught me to grow my own faith walk. Well, I think sometimes if we don't ask permission, it's not like it's in a legalistic way, whether you can have a Starbucks or not. It's more of things that we take on that we're not actually called to take on because I was Mm -hmm. the master of that. Mm -hmm. I should do this and I'm a Christian and I should help everybody. You were shooting on yourself. I was totally shooting. And Mm -hmm. so it was more like, hey, Lord, do you you have that for me? And I remember one time Mm -hmm. I was bald during chemo and I must have been out and about getting a little cabin fever. And I went, I was like, Lord, do I go to Walmart or Target to pick up that thing? And I heard Walmart. And I went to the Walmart and I was walking in the parking lot and a woman came running up to me and she said, hey, I would like to offer you a massage or a facial. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. And, and she said, yeah, I'd love to love on women and ke- they're going through chemo. And if I'd gone to Target right. that day, I wouldn't have gotten that facial. Yeah, right? It was so beautiful. Um, and so it's just a sweet little, like, yeah. wasn't a permission, am I allowed to go to the store or not? But it's like, hey, Lord, where do you want me to go today? Yeah, hey, sure. Lord, you sure. have my day. Hey, what, who do you want me to meet? I'm willing. And so, yeah, I love that. Well, it's like, you know, in the uh, doctor's office this last week. Yes. That I got up in the morning and I really needed a boost. I just needed to hear from the Lord. Yeah. And so I went to the doctor. He had a great report. It came coming out, and I got locked between two oh, like sliding doors, sliding yeah. doors with this couple, this older couple who were sitting there. And um, what do you mean, like an atrium like, between? Yes, yeah, yeah. The doors were. I mean, like the door slides a here, went and, out, okay, slides and so here. you're in yeah. between them. And yeah. and I stood there, Rachel, and you won't. I mean, you will believe it. Yeah, I looked at this couple. And I, my goosebumps were so mm, huge, mm. and they hurt. And I went, Jesus is in the house. Say it louder. So they I can said, hear. Jesus is in the house. Right. And they looked at me, and she's going, glory, glory. Really? Arms up in the air. And I yep. said, oh, my word, I can hardly breathe. Jesus is here. And the woman says, it's the Holy Spirit. I said, it is the Holy Spirit. And it was like, thank you. Wow. Sweet encounter in the... And I needed kind of, that. But they're it the was. kind of doors that normally open when your body gets close to right. it. And, yeah. and neither of them right. were open. And, they and, and it, so yes, we're all in tears. <laughs> yeah. Her husband's yeah. in tears. And we <laughs> felt the presence of the Lord in such a tangible way. I just asked. He yeah. says, honey, yeah. I'm right I'll here. give this to you. Yeah. And he was, I'll lock you between two doors. There's no air in there, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> it is glass. It is glass. You, you can see breathe. through. Yeah, you can but see through. But I couldn't breathe because I felt, felt his it. presence. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, my word. I almost went like on my knees. It just was so powerful. And it has carried it. I'll never forget it. And, and then the door opened. And then the door opened. And I turned around and I thought, I need to go back there. And he's like, don't look back. 
Mm. And it's not for you to go back and yep. get their number because then I want, can we have coffee? Like, <laughs> <we're together? laughs> will you be my friend? Yes, yes. And he said, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. So good. It wasn't. So I'd ask. I said, I was just like, I want to, no, that's not for that you. Was to it. And that, that was it. That was it. It's what he wanted to show me. And it was, life. it changed you. I mean, it, it, it ministered did. to deep it, places for oh, sure. Oh, my word. Yeah. Yeah. And I really needed that. It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. That's so. what he does. And so, like, when you said at the beginning, you know, the Lord is in the shrubbery or in the chickens yep, or, yep, you know, in the pond or the rocks or whatever. It's just like if we take the time, show yourself, mm-hmm. you know, he does. Mm-hmm. Right? The beauty of it all. It's really incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like being intentional, too. With I, think I look at this place where we're sitting and, and there are. There's intentional places mm-hmm. to gather. There's intentional places to retreat. There's intentional places to eat and dine and commune and or even to rest and i i like what if we did that with our days you know Mm. like be super intentional so it is like am i going to target or i'm going to go to the local coffee shop and lord highlight someone to yes and that's how i met my friends it's you know Mm -hmm. as, as he always highlights and he highlighted her at that little restaurant and and then i was intentional yes and with the follow through so i just i don't know i think right now that that word as i'm coming up to michigan we dropped our son off at school at Michigan State and, and then did a little family vacation with my husband's mom. And then and then my family all went home. And I felt really called this time to be really intentional to see some people that I haven't seen mm-hmm. in years. And one friend was 15 years. Wow. I hadn't seen her. And I'm like, oh, that's the one that had such a reaction. Oh yeah, she, oh that's yeah, so yeah. good. And and and, she, and so she, I'm like, can I come for a sleepover? And she's like, wait, what? You're coming to me? Oh my gosh, yes. And then the next day, I saw another friend. And then the next night, I saw another friend and her mom who was recently widowed. Mm-hmm. And I, and it was so fun to be intentional. I think you're on assignment. You I, think oh, you're, I, you're on oh, rest, was, but you're on assignment. I am on right? assignment. It's a both I had a list, and it was like mm-hmm. I got to see these people. Mm-hmm. I felt very strong that I had to see the, this these. This was the time. This week, and my brothers. Yeah, I haven't seen my brothers in seven years. Wow, right? Seven years. That's a long time to not wow. see family. Yeah. And so that was really special. And so I don't know. I'm just telling you, like, yeah. if there's any, if the Lord's prompting you to be intentional, to like step into that. Um, Ask them for a little assignment each day mm-hmm. or a day, yeah. an encounter with someone. Yes. And do you see how twinkly she gets? Yes. The thing is, too, <laughs> yes. well, you friends so well. Oh, and uh-huh. I told you that this morning. Yeah. She just, she friends so well, Rachel. And yeah. Gail, you leave people wanting more. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such a model of, of, you know, how Jesus friends with us, too. You know, he leaves us wanting and hungry for more. I had, some, I had some thoughts because we were when we were driving over here this morning and getting some scones. Um, before we came, Kim had shared that with me, and I was like, "Okay, so how is that different?" And the Lord said, "You didn't have family." Mm. So I remember super intentionally, fourth, fifth grade. Your your family your fa- you don't have your family mm-hmm. your friends are going to become your, your friends family. are right. are your life right. source and those are your are people your and those are your sisters mm-hmm. and those are mm-hmm. their moms that are going to have you over and pour into mm-hmm. you and feed you and love on you and take you to church and so friendship to me probably why I'm going to write that book yes is this year, um, this year. <laughs> there you go 2022 okay I'm doing it yes um is so important to me because I didn't have the family. So I think that's part of it. And so when I was with some that's of the good. friends this week 
who have very close, like Heather has friends. She grew up here. All her siblings are here. All their kids are here. The grandparents, they do life together. And so a lot of their time is spent with their fa- like their kids yep. and, and, that, and your kids and like your grandchildren. That is a, a huge part of your week, month, year. I don't have that. Right. And I'm thankful to have some of my kids living in town with me, but I don't have that extended family. Mm-hmm. And so I have invested in friendships because that's been a life source for yes, me. That and that's so been my good. community. So, you know, I long, I longed my whole life to have a normal family. Yeah. Brothers getting married and having kids and nieces and nephews. I, haven't, I don't have any of that. And I don't have parents anymore. But, but you could have stopped. I don't have any of that. Right. right. I don't have any of that. But you didn't. Your no. word was intentional. Yeah. And intentionally, yes. you've cultivated a yes. life that you live in right. with friends and with a support system and with being able to breathe life into other people because some people never get off that I didn't have. Right. Instead of go to, and now look what I have. Yeah, I didn't want to be in a place of lack. Mm-hmm. And even Gretchen, who's a dear friend, we've known each other for 40 years. Wow. And her kids and my kids, we called each other Aunt Gail and Aunt Gretchen. Yep. And I just went to her, her daughter's 30th birthday. You yeah. know, so yeah. so that has been my family. So I think that's part of... That's good. I had to fill that, that void, and I wanted to. And it, it also gave me life, and I got to love on them. So yeah. well, I think what's been good, too, is... And to rejoice in that with her. Yes. And and not... I went down a whole path of, I don't have any friends. My yeah. friends up and die. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. My friend died. I laugh some, about it, but it, it, it hurts. It's true. It and, you know, my depth has died. And, you know, to, to start looking for... I long for that. But I'm so rejoicing because it's been so fun to watch her walk this with these women and um, and have her cup filled to overflowing, yeah. and to be happy for her. And yeah. you've always been happy about the successes of of your friends and sisters. You always are. I'm always trying to celebrate. I mean, I hope it's a I'm huge deal. Celebrating. And that's a lesson. Right their there. their wins. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Their ministries. Their families. Their grandchildren. Whatever. And mm-hmm. I. I love to have and some of those. I'm, there's days where I long for it, and there's sometimes right. I have to repent because I'm like, oh, I'm feeling envious. I want that, right. well, I mean, but then, then I can also go, oh my gosh, but I'm so excited for you. Right. So we've done cousin camp. Right? Yeah, love we that. have seven grandchildren. We've mm-hmm. done. I take a whole week and do cousin camp, and we do the bigs and the littles. And and with COVID, we had to stop a few things, but you've always come up with great ideas. I mean, she's she's, she's also a doing wealth that. of that. She's kind a wealth of, yeah. of fun things to do and. You know, it's real, really been helpful because we do pour into yeah. our kids and our grandkids. We're yeah. together. It's such a gift because we're a lot. Mm-hmm. And you all live here, yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for Except for Ryan. Ryan yeah. and Kate. They but, will remember Cousin Camp forever. Yeah. My will. kids got to be with their cousins when I was teaching art classes with my dad. It wasn't Cousin Camp, but it was Cousin Camp. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? It wasn't for titled sure. that, but and every it really day should was. Be cousin you know, camp because right? when they're together, you want to nurture those yep. friendships with them. Yep. Yeah. I didn't have that with cousins. Mm-hmm. We yeah. had 50 50 cousins right and i didn't really know many of them i and i still keep in touch with a couple but i want our kids our grandkids to like your family you are blood yeah you know and those little littles need to and, and they're becoming best friends and, and the potter's actually forming us on the wheel with what we need like some people don't have that so he he folds it this do you know what i mean like totally who we meet how we meet the people where we are standing, what conversations we have. It is so for us and being poured into us masterfully that God is continuing to shape us as, as we go. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, we, 
what we're lacking, he'll make up in a different way. Mm -hmm. What we think was essential later gets cut away. I I mean, I can't describe it necessarily, but I do think he's forever molding us in the best way, you know, to get us to be who we are supposed to be. And Mm -hmm. we already are it Mm -hmm. fully, but then we become all of what we are in his standing. So I just think that's great. Okay, here's the ending question. We could talk for hours, but here's the ending question. Is there a characteristic of God, something he's teaching you about himself through in I mean for me it would be kindness just the kindness of God is overwhelming me recently if there is something like that what is it a, a name of God or characteristic of God or a place where he's kind of showing you himself afresh or a new way if there is and then would you pray for somebody on the other end of that because then you're going you're giving them fresh bread in my mind you're saying this is who he is to me right now and in imparting it in some way I, I don't know but I just think that might be a good way to wrap up what might be um real right now like we could rest on who he has been that's great too but like what is it for you now if you if something comes to mind don't make something up either uh, well, i can i say something from the yes, sentence before anywhere. and then do that okay Anything. so when you were talking about the potters mm, i'm so tender today y'all. i know I it's like so tears good though behind my eyes i um, love it um that's the move of the spirit mm-hmm. um i just kept seeing a picture uh of a colander and like, you know, a strainer. And, and when I saw, like you said on the pod, I was going to say, Rachel, what is he, what, what are you? Mm. And then I saw a colander for you, which we were joking about because in your farmhouse, you're like, I need to add a colander. (laughs) And I lived here now for a day. She slept here and she's like, doesn't have a colander. Or a can opener for crying. After we leave here, we're going to go get a colander. But spiritually speaking, I saw on the, on the potter's wheel, this colander, and Kim, you're a colander, and some people are like, oh, it's got holes in it. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. It It's a big, those big ones that holds like yep. a peck of, you know, peaches or whatever, a bushel of peaches. And so I see you as this big colander with all these holes that the, the, the potter has put in it. And he's pouring into you, and it's just pouring out in all directions yeah. all over. Yeah. And it's and it's a it's it's so beautiful and so it's not that you have holes and that it needs to be repaired or fixed or anything. It's like it's like gushing water from this beautiful faucet, and it's pouring out all over everyone wherever you go. And it's just yep. it's like a big sprinkler. Yep. And so I love how he made you. Amen. And so I just saw that on the Potter's wheel. So do you have something, Rachel? When you Can picture, I, yeah. I was when you were talking about the Potter's wheel and and how it. It, like one side is bent or whatever, yep. I immediately saw for you guys. That's how he works, right? Yeah. So it's bent. That That's one side that's bent is because as he pours, because this is what I heard him say, as he's pouring water into that, the side here is for tipping over and pouring out mm. through that beautiful piece of ceramic. Yeah. And that's what you're doing, living water yeah. right here at this table. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. just saw this big into yeah. that thing, and you're both just pouring yeah, it out that's so good that way and then it brought me back to rest and the important thing is you mentioned the word rest before and you know to be able to rest yeah. because you're pouring that's out it. all the time that's it right mm-hmm. like yeah what are we what are we supposed to do right you're supposed believe to believe no, and rest no striving that's why that's believe why this place rest. is here it's just to be to be in rest with the father L- literally and if you read gonna, psalm 23 it makes me lie down yeah right he does all these. Yes, what bit does. are we doing? We don't do any of it. Right. I know. We just okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Still he, he does a filling. He leads me by side. Still waters. Yeah. He yeah. anoints my head. 
hee 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 hee. What what bit do we do? We just get to like mm. have it happen. And I'm not saying we never do anything. And but the motivation is not to please. It's you're so pleased already. Now I do instead of right. the reverse. And the even striving. in our daily work, we can rest. We mm-hmm. find rest mm-hmm. in what we do. What right. we must do. Any activity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, rest is a good one. Um, okay, so that was a segue back to your question. <laughs> and I went earlier programming. You know I didn't have a lot of planning, and that's okay. No, I think sometimes so the great. beauty of it is when it goes where it goes. Um, I just know that God, he will always introduce us to himself in new and fresh ways. And it doesn't take away when he was my defender. Right. And I was in that court case, mm-hmm. and that was going sideways, and I watched him be my defender. Instead of, I believe you're my defender, I no, yeah. you're my defender, right? Uh, or now I just know how kind he is, yeah. right? Okay. Instead of like, right. so I have, I have one. Yeah, are you going to do it too? You, I, I do have a, a you go first. Well, he's the shepherd, mm. the shepherd of my heart, and that is what I love about him. You know, one of the many things, but that was the the description. Sometimes. And I just want to be able to shepherd because I've been shepherded, yeah. you know, by sisters and by individuals in my life i'm being shepherded by dan all the time so um yeah that's i love that the word that came to mind was or the character trait of god was um this sovereignty and um that he is sovereign even when things don't make sense Mm -hmm. and um kim i knew patricia that kim lost this summer or this Mm -hmm. spring and was a friend and then in our bible study that I have in Texas, two women died this summer of cancer, and we prayed for them. So we had three women that I that I knew, and um, on different levels, and we prayed and we're believing for all their healing, mm-hmm. and they are all in glory now. And um, I wrestled, I wrestled with not in like I wasn't mad at them, but and you can add to it, Kim, if I don't cover it well. But it, it was like. I wasn't mad that they passed away. I was sad for their 10-year-old daughters. Um, I was sad for their sisters that believed that they would be healed and their friends that believed that they would be healed, and now they've lost their mamas. Um, And in the same breath, I was like, he's sovereign. You're sovereign. You're sovereign. Like, you've you've got us. And when I had cancer, it's like, I've got you. I've got this. And it's like, you've got this. And so... Um, I think sometimes when we're believing for healing, we have we're, we are sometimes missing out on the the dying process and being with them during the letting go process. So there's just still a lot mm-hmm. of emotions. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not being clear, but there's a lot of emotions for me wrapped up in that right now. Of how do we believe with faith and also be there with them as their bodies are not failing yeah. and that they're going to rise into glory and be with Jesus and be healed. So I don't know, but I, I had to lean into the, yeah, sovereignty, the sovereignty of God, of God. this summer, the rest of God and the sovereignty of God. Mm-hmm. So good. And the kindness of God. Mm-hmm. Those are so good. Do we all want to pray for the peoples? Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. You start. Okay. Oh God. Sovereign God, our Lord, you're our place of rest. Jesus, we love you. And I'm just asking for each of the listeners, whoever's in a tender spot today, that they would be able to climb up in your lap and feel your presence 
I ask that the Holy Spirit would just meet each listener in their rooms right now, and as they have been this whole time, my hope is, and that they would hear you, that they would hear you speak, that they would know that it's your voice, they would get clarity on that, and if they don't understand that it would, how that works, that they would reach out to us, and we would walk them through that, because you want to commune with us, and you want to speak to us, and you want us to hear your voice, and you love to hear ours. So I'm just asking that you would show up in their rooms. I ask that they would press into you with intentionality of like, Lord, what do you want? What do you have for me today? What do you have for me this afternoon? What do you want? Who do you want me to reach out to? Who do you, what divine appointment do you have? Do you want me to just come away and be with you? Or who can I hug? Who can I invite over for coffee? Should I open up my home and have women over and or couples over and do a book study like the Bible? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or get together and worship or have a prayer group. Like, Lord, what do you have for our falls? What do you have for this next season? What do you have? Um, yeah, who do you want me to open up my heart and my home to? So I would just challenge each of us to yeah. mm-hmm. take a step, take a risk. Put yourself out there. People are hungry and longing for community and fellowship and koinonia and just they just they we need each other. We're better yes. together. Yes. And so, if I can just pray that you would be a connector, even if you've never done it before, that you would step out in faith and give it a try. Mm. People want to be included, invited, and. You don't have to have a fancy home. You don't have to make a fancy meal. You can just go for a walk. Go to a park and go for a walk. So, Lord Jesus, I just thank you for these precious friends of mine that are so dear to my heart. I wouldn't be the same without them in my life. And so I thank you for these friendships because you connected us. And we love to share all good things. So, Jesus, you are the good, good Father. Mm -hmm. We love you. Gentle Shepherd, thank you for the opportunity to have done this today. You're always so so in every little detail. I'm so grateful. I I got a word. I get a bit of a picture of you sitting. We have um, hanging rattan swings, mm-hmm. and I see you sitting on the double swings so often. And if it's two people perfectly, or one three year old sideways. <laughs> but it it's a place where I know that you sit and you wait. And if we just walk up the sidewalk and up the stairs and make a left and sit on the swing, you invite us to sit with you because you're waiting there. And all we need to do is put our legs over your legs mm-hmm. because we don't have to swing it because you're the one that's going to swing the mm-hmm. swing. And we can sit there and we can wait and we can lay our head on your chest and hear your heart and feel your breath and we can ask you hard questions we can ask you really easy daily questions you know like Gail has prayed you know where do you want me to go today yeah. you know who can i say hi to lord if we would just do that swing our legs over yours you push the swing and we wait for you to do it that we can leave our burdens with you. We can trust you because you are a good dad. You are a good, good father. 
and you are precious, gentle shepherd who has our very lives in the palm of your hands. I pray, God, that you will instill in listeners the courage Mm -hmm. to get out of their cars, walk out of their homes into their neighborhoods, wherever they are, to just, like, stand up. Huh, I just... I feel like I need to just smile at that person. There's something that person needs. Just instill in people, Father, that you love your kids. Instill in us all that longing to just love on somebody in a very new, fresh way. And it can be frightening sometimes for people, but there's something so rich that you give us when we get your okay, when we get your yes, when we understand our obedience in that People need the Lord, period. People need you, and they're longing for something. They're longing in these days for so much more than this rat race we're in. And Lord, just to even go and just like in the organic bananas at the grocery store to just lean over and say, do you like those organic bananas? Like, what's the difference? It's a simple question. And oh my word, you know what? God loves you. Can I just tell you this right now? And give somebody just that little tidbit of what they need to hear in that Mm -hmm. Jesus is it and they are in the palm of your hand and even if they don't believe Lord those seeds are so important and I just am Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. begging you to put that in the hearts of people to be aware of that and to be courageous enough to say I serve a living God who adores you who created you and who just has such a an amazing um, perspective of you that you might not even know, but he loves you. Mm. And sometimes that's all people need to hear. And you can walk away and never see them again and be okay. And so, Lord, I do pray that for people today. I pray for that courage to step out and just get away from themselves. Don't take themselves so seriously. And just, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's called living with abandonment. And you have nothing to lose. You have everything to gain. And so, God, I praise you for that. I praise you for the ability, um, what people are, what they haven't done in the past, what they're about to do in this new season. And like Gail has prayed, you know, to to do whatever you're calling them to do. And, and when they hear you, that still small voice that they're obedient to act on it. And um, And go all in. Just be all in. We just love you, Lord. We thank you so much. Thank you so much for Rachel for the gifts that she has, the friendship that she offers, and this voice of truth that she is, and um, and her willingness to be obedient, and for her being all in. And she does it with no abandonment, and she is fearless. And we love her for that, and we just praise you for her. God, I just thank you. Can I touch each of you? Mm -hmm. God, I just thank you for Kim and for Gail. And thank you for what you're doing in their friendship and in their life and how they so easily share their lives with each other and with me and all those around them. And I just pray a blessing on Gail, Lord. I thank you that she's on divine appointments and assignments this week. And I just ask that you would continue to strengthen her frame, expand her territory. Thank you for all the ways you are blessing her. Just commit her marriage and her girls and her son to you, God, knowing that you have better plans than she could ever imagine. Just bless her, Father. And I just pray for things that are um, in the secret places, the heart's desires, uh, things that she never even has really tapped into, God, that you would put those under the 
Christmas tree, so to speak, of all the gifts that you want for her to unwrap in the future, Lord. And for any lie that she's believed that she doesn't deserve those or those aren't coming, I just speak against that in Jesus' name. And mm-hmm. I just thank you, Lord, that the the flow of all the ways you want to use her is just beginning. I thank you for who she is. She is such dynamite, God. She already has accomplished so much in her years, God. And I thank you that you gave her an ability to have life and that it's continuing on. So bless her health, God, and thank you. Thank you for who she is to me, especially, Lord. I just thank you for my buddy. Just pray you bless her. And for Kim, God, I thank you for what you're doing in and through her life. I thank you for Dan. I thank you for her kids and her grandkids. Lord, I praise you for all the ways that you are using her. And thank you, Lord, that she has sold out to you. Thank you that she is off the um, grid as far as like religion and into solid relationship with you, God. And I thank you that you're going to use her in many, many ways with the welcome of God that she has, the ability that she has to go into the swamp as the Navy SEAL will, just to go for the one, Lord. I thank you that she is an example to me, Lord, of somebody who believes you, trusts you, and goes forward. So, God, I just pray you'd use her in wonderful ways. And I I thank you, God, that you have bigger things planned than she'd ever imagined. Lord, I thank you that she's living in the dreams of those, that she's walking in 40 years of prayer and even just now seeing out the fruits of it. And Lord, it's just beginning. You're an increasing God. You bring us from glory to glory, strength to strength, faith to faith. So I just thank you for what you're doing in her life. And I just pray a blessing on her. And I thank you, God, for our listeners. I pray that today, God, they would know that you made them. They're made on purpose for a purpose. And God, I thank you that they don't have to strive. They don't have to try to eke it out, that you are going to bear fruit in them, Lord. So help them yield to you, be responsive to your spirit, and just abide. And I want to end with this prayer that the last, one of the last times I did this podcast with my dad. And he just prayed, Lord, we ask for all the people listening. We ask you would help us be the best we can be. And we'll thank you in Christ's name. Amen. Mm-hmm. Thanks all for listening. Go be the real deal. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's a wrap. <laughs> okay. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace. Thank you.